Hi, I'm Mickey Lowe. Hi, I'm Bishop Todd. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the C4SO, C4SO podcast. podcast. Mickey Lowe, I'm afraid that my first public words to you have to be an apology. I yeah. asked you to be my I asked you to be my co-host and here you are now in this first episode of you and I working together. Yes. You're actually asking me questions. I'm so sorry. Yes. Thanks for jumping in. <laughs> no, it's it's an honor. It it is so funny though that my first public episode I, I'm actually just a host, which is yeah. pretty cool, but it's kind of like yeah. trial by fire, you know? Like, hey, you're going to be on our team. Here's an episode where you ask Bishop yeah. Todd and Debbie these questions. Yeah, it was really fun. I'm glad it worked out that we could do this. Yes, this is super fun. I am so excited for this Valentine's Day special with none other than our own Bishop Todd and his lovely wife, Debbie. And this episode is just so much fun. I think it gives our listeners kind of an inside look at your marriage, Bishop Todd, to Debbie and over the years, how you have done ministry together, what moving around the country has looked like. You guys are a gift to our diocese and a gift to anyone who comes across you both. So I, I'm so excited to share this episode with our listeners and kind of give them a glimpse of what life has looked like for both you and Debbie. Well, it was very pleasant to be asked questions by you, and it gives me great hope that our guests in the future will have your sweet spirit asking them questions. So thank you, Mickey. Oh, yes. There are some really funny stories in today's episode. So, oh, man, they're urban legends. Yes. I, I'm so excited. So without further ado, please enjoy this lovely episode with Bishop Todd and Debbie Hunter. Okay, everybody, it is so good to have both Bishop Todd and his lovely wife, Debbie, with us. And I feel a little duped, but I was told I was going to be a co-host, um, but actually I'm just the host today, so <laughs> no pressure at all. Um, and it's not just like my bishop and his wife that I'm interviewing. So you guys pray for me. <laughs> I know. Look at you, Mickey, asking me questions when you're, I supposed, know. To be, you're supposed to be working with me, asking other people questions. I, this is fun. I know. Yes, this this will be fun though. I'm I'm very excited. It's a it's a true honor. So Debbie, it's so ha- exciting to have you with us yes. today. Interesting to be with you. I've never done anything like this. <laughs> this is the first for me. That's okay. And a miracle that I'm doing it. <laughs> if you are nervous at all, know that I am nervous too. I have to interview my bishop and his wife again. So no we'll all just We're be nervous easy. together. Go with the flow. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. That's helpful. So listen, this is just going to be a fun conversation. We're going to celebrate your life together in ministry. This is our Valentine's Day episode. So we just want to know, the people want to know just fun things about you guys and what ministry has looked like for you both over the years. And yeah, any words of wisdom. So I would like to start by asking you a question that is actually a very hotly debated question in my household. Debbie or Todd, which one of you guys are the better driver? Oh. Um, hmm. Todd <laughs> probably is better or more law-abiding. <laughs> okay, okay. But Debbie has the sense of direction. I have oh, no yeah, sense that's of right. direction. That's oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, he could not. Thank God for GPS. Oh, yeah. Um, gotcha. But, no, but I've been wrong many times, too. <laughs> well, the older the older we get, when we were young, Debbie was never wrong. The older oh. we get, may, maybe occasionally, but I use a GPS even if I think I know where I'm going. Yeah. Oh, just to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as far as obeying speed limits, he's better. <laughs> but but I, actually, I go with the flow of the traffic is what I do. 
Yeah. Okay. But then yeah. if somebody's tailgating yeah. me, too bad for them. I go slower. Mm. That's right. You got to teach them a lesson. Yeah. Save their sure. life. <laughs> exactly. No, that's awesome. That's also my philosophy. Don't rush me. <laughs> okay. So now that we've kind of settled that, it's kind of like a, depends on the area, but maybe you both are good drivers just in different ways. I would also love to know in your relationship, who is the spender and who is the saver? Because, you know, this yeah. is always a thing with couples. Someone's um, a spender, someone's a saver. I I do most of the spending, I would say, as far as groceries and small household okay. things and all that. But if it's a big if it's a big purchase, I would never do anything. I always, always consult with Todd and he usually says yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We've always made big decisions of every kind together. Um, but Debbie's not giving herself enough credit for the 47 years we've been married. Wow. She's, she's done the... Ch- She's done the checkbook the whole time. And I'm still very old fashioned. Mm. I record everything. That's the best way. And if I find a penny error in the checkbook, I have to find it. So mm. she's the she's the household accountant and does, you know, all the savings for like Christmas and vacations yeah. and yeah. and that sort of stuff. But neither of us are really big spenders. Okay. Yeah. We could be better at saving. Yeah. Mm. But you know, we didn't have any to save though, being on a you know being pastors. Sure, so, sure. So we're kind of paying off student loans right now. <laughs> Listen, because we couldn't afford to <laughs> back then. So now we're, you know, now we can. And so we're doing, yeah. it, you know, kind of did it backwards, but it's, it's getting done. Thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, what's important. I would say our, my, my husband and my relationship is the same way. I am the one that keeps track of all the things I'm just more organized in that way. And my husband is the one who he likes to plan the fun stuff and I figure out how we're going to fund it. So (laughs) then I make sure everything's in order. Yeah. Like if he says this needs to be done, you know, or we need to get this done or something like that, or why don't we plan for this? So I will Mm -hmm. figure out how to save for those things. Totally. Yes. Oh, awesome. I totally relate to that. Todd and Debbie, kind of taking it back a little bit, we'd just love to know, when did you two meet and how did you meet? Uh, this is a st- <laughs> this is a bit kind of funny. Well, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, and it was before, it was BC, it was before Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Clearly. And we were in junior <gasps> high. I was 13 and he was oh, 12. okay. And the first time I saw him was in French class. And and he was a hurting boy then because his I think your brother had had Dennis been killed. Yeah, his brother had been yeah. killed in Vietnam. You know, just oh, turned nineteen, gotcha. and so he was a hurting unit. Mm, okay, and an angry hurting unit. And this was back when you could, could paddle. Still, kids. Oh uh, yes, the most paddles at, at the junior high. But anyway, we were sitting in the class, and I thought he was very cute. But I'm like. He's a, he's a seventh grade. You don't like someone younger <laughs> than you, but but I just thought he was just as cute as could be, you know. And our teacher, who I just loved and adored, said his his name and we had French names in French class. And she, his, you you were okay. Jacques, weren't you? His, yeah. And she said, Jacques, okay. please sit down. And he turned around Aww. with the angriest look on his face and flip her off oh nice 
And she said, I'm going to marry that bad boy. Yeah. She said, oh, I like that. Oh, my God. He's bad. Oh, okay. But, you know, to me, I'm you know, Marine, a drill sergeant Marine for a dad. And I'm like, oh, my God. I would oh. never, you know. But, yeah, that was my first encounter with him. But then, you know, later in, in on into high school, we we got to know each other. Oh, this can I tell another funny story? Yes, please. I was in, it was in his history class, and it was a big, giant class. It was a combat team teaching class, and it it was the coaches from football and basketball who were the teachers, and I was their teacher's assistant. Okay. So the class had a lot of athletes in it, you know, all those cheerleaders and all of that stuff. <laughs> and I was the TA, <laughs> and there was a big test coming up. So <laughs> I gave him the answers because we had become like best friends mm-hmm. at this point. And he went and shared it with his athlete buddies, and they of all course. got really good grades. Mm. And so the TAs were laughing. I mean, the teachers were laughing. They're going, come on, you guys, seriously, we know better. I mean, we got totally busted because these guys who normally would not do well on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all got like A's, like 100%. Uh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so that that was a funny, one funny story, too. Okay. That was also the class that he asked me if I wanted to start a new love life with him. And I turned my head and went, ew. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Todd, do you, do you recall these events in your life? I do, you I do especially when Debbie tells them. I, I can recall them. Um, yeah, <laughs> our, our families were close because we both have younger brothers of the same age and played sports together all the way back to, like, Pop Warner. And then we had a lot of mutual friends, even though Debbie was a, a year ahead of me. Um because I was a good athlete, I was often playing with grades ahead of me. Oh, so, okay. uh, and she was a cheerleader. So you can imagine, you know, just okay. kind of that Some 60s, you know, that late 60s, early 70s vibe. We all knew each other. And mm-hmm. so we had, we had a lot. JV cheerleader, I should yeah. <laughs> For clarify the that. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, still a cheerleader. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So you guys go way yeah. back. That's oh really yeah, we've cool. known yep, each other too. since I was twelve and she was thirteen. Yeah. Wow, yeah, nineteen sixty-eight, so more than fifty years. Wow, yeah. yeah, that's really special. So, where was this? Remind me, where were you guys? Where Santa Ana, California? Okay, California. Santa Ana High School. Santa Ana High School, the Saints. Okay, all right. See, that was you that was prophetic. That was prophetic. That sinner oh, in yes. the back of the French classroom went to a high school called the Saints. So it was, ah. you see, it was sort of prophetic. A sort little of prophetic thing. there. Yeah, no. <laughs> little did we know. That's awesome. So you guys met in California, kind of started there. In your marriage, because I know you guys have traveled a little bit, what are the places that you guys have lived together in your marriage? And what have been some of your favorite places that you've lived together? Well, this is our 27th home. Ooh, wow. That's way more than I thought. <laughs> I include all the little cross town moves, you okay. know, when we move to a different house. Yeah, yeah. So, but a move is a move. You got to pack boxes. First place we moved to was West Virginia. That's where we started our first church when God called us back to California. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we did we Virginia go? Virginia Beach. We went, we went to Virginia Beach, and that's where Todd went to Regent and got his master's. And our sweet, beautiful daughter. Well, our son was born in West Virginia. He was a preemie eight weeks early. And then in Virginia, uh, Carol was born in Virginia. So we have a West Virginia and a Virginia. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. And then he, we went back to California 
after three years because he took over for. That's when I went back to be president of the denomination of Vineyard Churches. Vineyard, yeah. got it. Then, then that's then he resigned from from uh, the Vineyard, and we moved. And the, the guy that he was working with lived in near in Eagle Idaho, which is right next to Boise. Mm -hmm. And so um, we moved to Boise. So we had started a, a foundation with this guy called the Allay Loan Foundation, where we were helping denominations of all kinds start new churches. So okay. I basically spent three years doing nothing but coaching church planters. So it was, it was mm, gotcha. fantastic. Yeah. And it was kind of, wasn't it? Was it the emergent? Yeah. There's a lot of the emergent conversation was happening around then. Yeah. yeah. They were, yeah. Just trying to help them figure out how to do church in that culture. And so and we came back to Southern California. Okay. Yeah. Well, we came back in large part because, well, my mom had passed away in 2006. And I remember I told Todd, I said, I want to go back to California. I want to be near our family. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. he, then he ended up working for Alpha USA, was the president of Alpha USA. And, um, and then my cancer decided to mm. recur, but we didn't want to move to Caroline graduated high school. So, and she wanted to move too. She wanted to go back to California too. We moved there when she was 10, but we were glad we raised her there. Um, so we moved back to California in 2010 and that's when, um, the, the breast cancer issue got very intensified. I was mm. diagnosed actually it was 25 years ago. Wow. I'm still here. Thank the yes. Lord and everybody's prayer oh. prayers. Praise God. So yeah. So, and my, and my doctors, I had established all my doctors down in Southern California. So, mm. and that's um, when we started our Anglican church, Holy Trinity in Costa Mesa. Right. Oh yeah, during all that yeah. too, two thousand nine. Mm -hmm. That's when he was, he was consecrated a bishop, and we we actually started a church up there mm -hmm. in, in the Boise area, oh, yeah. oh, also, okay. and it's called Holy Trinity. I also, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, Ken, Ken Ross is the it's a great name. Is, bishop, is the bishop, yeah. and then um, we moved. We had started the one in in Orange County in Costa Mesa to also. Oh, that's right. I forget that. We we simultaneously were planting a church in Boise and Orange County, and I was flying back and forth. Oh, wow. That year. And I was on chemo. Oh, my that gosh. Year, that year while, while yeah. our daughter was fin finishing high school. So, so yeah, wow. I was I was ordained a deacon in 08. I okay. forget when. Maybe fall of 08, and then was consecrated a bishop in fall of 09. Wow! Oh yeah, he was he was he was de uh, ordained a deacon in the Houston Airport yeah. Chapel. Nice. It was a flyby. Okay. Bishop Philip called it the flyby ordination. Philip yeah. Jones from, from Philip Jones from the Anglican Listen. Mission in Bless America. Bless his heart. Yeah. yeah. Do what you got to do. Love him. Yeah. And so then six months later, he was you know ordained a priest. Okay. And then. Six months after that, consecrated. So, so basically, wow. we've Southern California is our home. Mm -hmm. It's where we've kind of always gone back to. But, but yeah. if you just think of the big chunks, Wheeling, West Virginia, um, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Boise, Idaho, or ish Eagle, Idaho, and now um, Nashville ish. We we live in Franklin. So those are the big. Those are the the main moves. The big moves, yeah. The yeah. big cross country moves. Yeah. Yeah, wow, we've had so we've we've been a little bit like around. where's Waldo, like where's yeah. Waldo, yeah, totally. Well, you guys, it sounds like you've been all over the country and have experienced lots of things over the years and in these places. Which one yes. would you say is your favorite, though? Probably Wheeling. Okay, 
because that was we were twenty three. One, I, 20, I was twenty three. You were twenty four. Yeah, twenty three and twenty four. Okay, we started our first church. Mm. Going back to Weeding is like going home. Mm. I wanted to live there forever, but God said had other plans. Mm. Very dear, special, and it, we've never had that kind of experience with. And everybody that would that helped us, you know, that started that church there, all the ones that were there in the beginning, all of us say there's there's never been anything like that in their lives yeah, again. And those that are older than us uh, have died or are beginning to die. And then Debbie and I are in our, I guess, now late 60s. And so we have contemporaries that are in their late 60s, early 70s. And as Debbie said, we're still like lifelong friends. Yeah, so yeah I would yeah. say Wheeling was the most relationally special if I look yeah. at it a little more surfacey, you know, there were good things about Virginia Beach. We lived right in a state state oh, yeah. park and, you know, oh, fun. 200 yards from the ocean. And, you know, there were great things about the Boise area. Um, yeah. So there's good things physically. I mean, I really like, like, I mean, just sort of physically, I really like where we are now in, um, in oh, middle yeah. Tennessee. But Debbie's right that there's never been anything close Quite to the relationship. Yeah, because it was dynamic. the first. Yeah. You know, it was our mm-hmm. first experience. I mean, we have dear friends, you know, I have you know, I have BFFs around the country. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I have BFFs in, in Boise and Virginia Beach and, you know, Wheeling and Southern California and Yeah, maybe what we've lacked in um geographic stability we've kind of made up with um, just lots of great friends around the country mm-hmm. lots of great relationships yeah, can, yeah. yes yeah. that's an awesome thing yeah. very cool hi this is ryan flanagan founder of the music project liturgical folk and the director of music at resurrection south austin i'm very excited to announce that c4so is partnering with liturgical folk to host its first ever liturgical songwriting retreat. The retreat will be held on March 10th and 11th on a beautiful farm just south of Nashville, Tennessee. If you are a songwriter of church music, this retreat is designed for you to catch your breath, connect, and collaborate with other artists to create new devotional songs for the sake of others. The registration fee is just $99 and includes meals, as well as a Lenten concert by Liturgical Folk. If you'd like to learn more or sign up for the retreat, visit c4so.org slash songwriting retreat. I will be leading this retreat, and I look forward to connecting with you there. In church planting, as you guys have experienced, you know, your personal life doesn't stop, right? There's always something. So between planting churches and Debbie, like, you know, facing, you know, health challenges like yourself with cancer and kind of juggling these things all at once, you know, for families who are in ministry, uh, kind of doing, dealing with personal crises as well in your ministry and in your life. What are some of the lessons that you feel like you have learned over the years in managing life and ministry, but also life as a couple and marriage and as a family? And maybe what are some of the things that you would advise either young couples who are in the midst of planting, like my husband and I, or people who are thinking about planting or doing ministry? What are some of the things that you've learned? And what are, what is some advice that you would give to people? And that could be anything. I realize that's kind of a broad question. So it can be anything. Uh, well, being on the same page is first of all, mm-hmm. and having, the, you know, the feeling that yes this is the lord you know let's let's do this 
because um, for me, I I won't do anything unless I have that peace. Sure. Yeah. And and leaving places too. It's like no, I'm not going to go unless we get so and so's blessing. And then we've always done that. Got the blessing of where we were leaving, you know, or you know. And um, I think, I mean, I for me, my my. I, I never had big career goals. You know, I've always just wanted to support my husband. <laughs> you know, just, this is, you know, I'm very old school, but, you know, I've gotten looks of confusion when I've told, you know, when women ask me, well, what do you do, Debbie? <laughs> and they kind of go, you know, because they, and these women, to their credit, were highly motivated and in minute, you know, they just had it, but that's fine with me. But, you know, I've just always wanted to be there to support Todd. And I'm not an upfront person at all. I've had people mm. try and make me yeah. get up front and do this or make me. And, and I just look at them and go, no, no. <laughs> that's not who I am. Carol sure. Wimber gave me the greatest advice. She said, Debbie, you do what you feel God is telling you to do. That's right. You don't do what other people tell you to do. You be you. And so I have. Totally. And that's ministry <laughs> too. Oh, yeah. That. Lots of behind yeah, the scenes. And I love, I, I'm the one who will, you know, I'll organize a women's retreat. And then I love doing the, the newcomers dinners. Mm, yeah. I love cooking for large groups. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a foodie, but not an extreme foodie. <laughs> but food is, you know, I just, I love having people over and, and, you know, although I've had to slow down a bit, but, you know, now I've just, I've learned to pace myself and I've gotten older, but it's what I love to do. And it's, and I know it's important. That's how we started our church in Wheeling. Yep. We had people over for dinner. Yep. That's how it began. You know, even though we were poor as church members, yep. but we were, but we managed it, you know, yeah. and people came to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, Hosp- at that table. Totally. Hospitality is a great gift. It yeah. truly is. That's awesome. Well, what about yeah. you, Todd? Um, I would say, I, I, I mean, I have the benefit of uh, having Debbie went first, but I think we've had a lot of mutual empathy. Like, I think Debbie tries to put herself in my shoes and get what's going on with me, and I try to do the same with her, whether it's kids or cancer or whatever, and uh, a lot of mutual care. And then I think Debbie put her finger on something that's really important, and that is we've always shared power. Like, um, I've always been happy for her to be her and wouldn't want her to have been anything other than her. Um, and even the way we made decisions as, as a couple and stuff, um, there was never any sense of like, like I had power and she didn't. Um, yeah. And, and so I think her, her letting me, letting her be her like genuinely. And then, like she said, her trying to help me discern all of our steps in ministry. And then, backing that, that feels like that was a really, um, those things were really like guiding principles. And we, we're not the kind of people where we sat down and decided that it's just kind sure. of not who we, yeah. who we, yeah. it just happened. Yeah, it's not who we are. Um, you know, like we didn't go to a marriage seminar and then come home and write a contract or something. Right. Not that that's a, <laughs> not that that's a bad thing. That's just not the way we roll. Sure. You just and, and it's even still today. I mean, we realize that uh, I call these things little bishopy emergencies that, you know, I got to be on an airplane on Super Bowl Sunday and so can't do the normal thing. And I'm mm-hmm. flying home on Valentine's Day and so can't do the normal thing. And that's been true of us for, you know, going on, you know, well, 48 years of ministry. 
Um, we start, we mm -hmm. started in 79. So, um, and that's always been the case, but I think we've just tried to be gracious and roll with it and not, you know, just kind of, yeah, it, it yeah. is what it is and we find ways to work around it. And yeah. And it helps that, you know, I have a husband who's follows Jesus is, is Jesus freak. Mm, yes. And, and, and is, it is the closest thing to, Jesus walking on this earth, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, come on, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> no, you are. Aww. So when, you know, people who try to diss him, mm. I want to rip their heads off and yell down the hall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the hardest part about but, spouses and yeah. ministry. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, I will go it's to bat. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 Hard to be so, objective but, when somebody's dissing your spouse, right? Oh, 100%. But he is the genuine follower of Jesus. And, and I've been the benefit of that for as long as we've been together, since we got saved together. Oh, yeah, we did. We got saved at the same time. Yeah, wow. we got saved on the same night, Calvary Chapel, Riverside, in Riverside, California. Yeah. Greg you guys Lauren are going to make me so. cry. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we went We went the first week, Our his buddy from baseball, I said, come on, let's go, come to church with us. And of course, you know, it was jam packed. You're talking, this was 76 and, and we had to sit on the floor and we didn't, we didn't go forward the first week because <laughs> I couldn't tell if he raised oh, his okay. hand and he couldn't tell if I raised his Not hand, really sure. but we went home and we talked about it and we said, we need to go forward. We need to do this right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so we lived right underneath, it was Greg Laurie's church, right underneath him on the floor up front. And he barely got the words out, you know, if you wanted to come forward. And we were like, Pfft. yeah, and yeah. he was like, looking down, going, whoa, they're ready. And we've never turned back. Yeah. Wow. You know? Praise God. Never turned back. Uh, oh, and we got baptized in the Holy Spirit together. Okay. Yeah. That's and amazing. Baptized in water together. And baptized in water what together. What a beautiful yeah. story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All, all together. Yes. All together. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you said something really important, Debbie, about how, you know, in marriage, you have experienced a lot of what Jesus talks about, you know, through your husband. And, and personally mm -hmm. in my life, I feel like God has used my marriage and my husband to show me his grace in such tangible ways. And, yeah. and I've seen the gospel played out in my, my husband and the way that he cares for me and loves me. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think God uses marriage as a means of showing us his grace and also mm -hmm sanctifying mm -hmm. us a little bit too. I think mm -hmm. by the power of the yeah. spirit, you know, mm -hmm. you, you become more and more like Christ. That's the goal. So I, I think that's just such an important thing. And it sounds like you've experienced that. In an yes, awesome I have. I'm very blessed and spoiled in some ways. But, you I know, love that. Very thankful. He's been my rock through all the health issues. Yeah. I mean, this man, I had a nine hour surgery. Mm. I had to see you. And he could not be in, stay in the room with me because he would not leave me alone mm. at the hospital. He literally slept in the waiting room wow. in a hard chair and on the floor. That's the kind of man he is. Mm. And he hates hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> yeah. Fun. Oh, that's so, true. I so, hate hospitals. Well, it goes both ways. Um, maybe the Valentine's Day message is, is that we've really supported each other. We have very different personalities and temperaments and stuff, but in our own way. Uh, we've been just kind of naturally 
supportive of each other. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you both. And and Debbie, we'll have to figure something out. I don't know when I get home, but (laughs) we'll figure something out. 345. Yeah. Make some plans for like post Valentine's Day. But you don't leave until thursday you get home on tuesday you don't need to so see there you go okay see we we have to try to fit valentine's day into this otherwise crazy life totally yeah well thank you both so much for your time thank you you both are a gift to us and we are we are just in awe of your relationship and are truly inspired by it so thank you both thank you thank jesus (laughs) 